Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Hmm. Brought to you by Grow Generation. Today's episode of The Cantina is... Whether on Dagaba or Tatooine you are, everything you need to grow right where you are, they have... Later in the episode, more on them you will hear. <laughs> Welcome to a galaxy far, far away. Here at the Cantina Podcast, we provide top-shelf service, including rumors, leaks, news, and reviews. Come in, order a loma nail, and remember, no droids allowed. See, I got brain damage, guys. Guys, it's it's not a j- joke. It's it's real. It's sad. <laughs> I quit. No. Anyways, um, yeah. Welcome to the sh- show, everyone. Uh, you know, the little gr- green guy introduced uh, the, the show and our, our sponsor. The, this is the Cantina brought to you by the great people over at Grow, Grow Generation. Um, we have got j- just holy shit. It, it was an in- interesting last, what, 36 hours? It's still going too. There's I still know, more. right? And for for some of us, it's been an interesting couple of weeks, maybe a maybe a month, while we've been like, wait, what? When? Huh? Now? No? And then all of a sudden, here 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 we are. Does that sum it up, my Mike? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we were there for about like what three to four weeks, where there was barely any Star Wars news, and it was kind of like. Hello, and then all of a sudden, it's just like the floodgates have opened up, and it's like every like six to to eight hours, we get something you know new and and somewhat shocking. You know, yeah. the kind of keeps us guessing of what's coming up. You know, for the future of Star Wars. Yep. Well, uh, let's go go ahead and bring in our co-host Cam. Cam, what's up, bud? Hi, nothing much. How's and- it going? You, you you are the 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 lead writer on a lot of a lot of this stuff and you get get to the news earlier than than we do on on the uh eastern seaboard of the US let alone the cat <laughs> cats out on the left co- coast but you man you you've been on top of that so why don't you go ahead and start gu- guiding us through through some of the really cool things that have been been announced re- recently well i mean i think the probably the the first place we should start is what we announced ourselves um, in terms of, you know, Mike's article this week, which obviously didn't come through me, first of all. Um, <laughs> and, you know, that that we found out, because if you remember, we had said um, that 
you know, there was going to be some classic bounty hunters showing up and uh, the Book of Boba Fett. But we didn't have any names or anything like that. And this week, obviously, Mike got a hold of a name for us, which was um, Bosk. Um, so we've kind of had that confirmed that, that Bosk is going to be a character that's going to appear in the Book of Boba Fett. That's kind of cool, right? You know, we all, we all, I mean, does anybody not want to see Bosk show up again? He was literally in like one scene of of uh, Empire Strikes Back. But, you know, there's been so much more between the Clone Wars and video games and, and comics and, and books that have, um, usually now EU books, right enough legend books, but uh, that have kind of covered that carry, character of Bosk. So, I think I'm definitely interested to see him coming into the kind of live action Star Wars universe again, if you like. So that's pretty cool, right? Yeah, yeah. I realize I was kind of mute, muted there, but I have read about Trandoshan Jedi. You know, like <laughs> I can't wait to see a non stiff, rubbery suit Bosk being able to hunt when you when you imagine mm. what a humanoid lizard a pre predator will move like be, be capable of think like and and the oh my my just uh, yeah it's, it's, it's just something we haven't seen properly before and that it's cool. it's a spe it's a species coming back that we <laughs> you know i mean just Oh my God! Lo and behold, we can reuse a, a an alien species from from the original trilogy besides a fucking Wookiee. Well, I mean, what's interesting is that we've also heard reports that there was a Wookiee on set and um, the Book of Boba Fett as well. We didn't have a name for it or anything like that. There was a few sort of speculation bits about who it might be, like Black Cranston, um, but you know. To be honest, we don't know. All we knew was there was this report that there was a wiki costume basically on the set of Book of Boba Fett. That's interesting, I think, especially if Bosk's involved because traditionally, you know, his people were involved in the kind of capture and enslavement of the Wookiees if you go by the kind of old canon. It's hard to know how that's changed over the years, but certainly that's what it is. Sorry, I've had a bad cough, guys. So, um, if, uh -oh. When I'm talking, it gets uh -oh. worse. Uh-oh. <coughs> Stay away. <laughs> I got my stay away. <laughs> um, I, like I said, but uh, to, to me, the, the interesting thing is going to hopefully be watching Bosk hunt, Mike. I mean, can, can you think of what else, why else that, that care? I mean, when you think of the line the lineup that was there you know you know zuckus the one i always forget zuckus, Cam, Cam. Yes. i said yep. it first this time i think that's the, yep. the clue you do know you remember these friends do you have uh Lome. dengar yep. do you know who who do you who do you go go with besides but bosk and the whole reason is because it's a fucking li lizard person yeah i mean <laughs> It, it makes the most sense. Like when we, we, you know, I heard from, you know, sources that the, the plan was just to bring back some of the um, older bounty hunters and kind of, you know, get some, because let's face it, the, the Mandalorian universe is, is a kind of an ode to the old original trilogy. There's a lot of things from the original trilogy that are being brought back into, you know, the show. And so when Boba Fett got his, you know, his own show, it's, 
and we hear that you know other bounty hunters will appear granted you know like we'll definitely get you know newer bounty hunters more than likely you know um appearing but it makes sense for for boss to appear now how much of you know we'll see it's on you know i don't know that extent of it um because it's been you know the storyline has been really tightly wrapped around it they don't want to expose too much but i mean just saying that it has been super secretive would you agree with me on that that Mm -hmm. especially like to me we've learned much more about the likes of Andor and Obi-Wan than we have Book of Boba Fett which actually is ahead of them Mm -hmm. um, at the moment and really even less about where Mando goes which we'll get to later but um, you know it just seems this kind of level of keep everything under your hat at the moment from Lucasfilm. And I think that's why we haven't had so much information from a while. And bear in mind, we've not had anything official. It's just a few little bits and bobs have started Mm -hmm. to come out. But basically, that's two bits of news we've had about Book of Boba Fett. Um, And the entire time that's been shooting, finished, wrapped, and is probably in post now. And we've heard two things about it. Um, And one was related to the other. So, you know, that kind of tells you the kind of level of of secrecy that's really happening right now. Yeah, Boss, like, I remember when we broke the news out and I went on Kessel Run Transmissions with uh, Corey and Noah, like, they they, you know, of course thought Boss was going to be in the show as well. You know, then the the question is Cad Bane, does Cad Bane come back? Because there's that relationship that Boss has with Boba Fett because um, when we watch the Clone Wars, you have yeah. a young Boba Fett appear, and Bosk is with him, and almost and, like a mentor to him in some mm-hmm, ways. Though, right, and then we'll later, one, but... yeah, and then if you if you stay canon, he becomes his his protector, you know, his bodyguard for there for a little bit, right before Empire Strikes Back, and then there's something that happens that I think we're gonna find out because. Um, up to Empire Strikes Back, they were partners or, you know, uh, Bosk was his, you know, bodyguard there for a little bit. Um, but then something happens where they kind of split. As we see in Empire Strikes Back, Vader hires a bunch of bounty hunters to go search for the Millennium Falcon. We don't know exactly why Boa Fett's on his own now because we don't, you know, it could be explained that way, you know. Um, and I think Dave Filoni does a great job of, filling in those gaps that the, you know, George Lucas created in his stories. He does a, a wonderful job of, you know, tying it all in together. And so we'll probably see that. Could we possibly see Cad Bane? More than likely. Um, I think so. But if he's alive, because there was yeah. that. Yeah. That, there's oh, yeah. from the Clone Wars where Boba was the, supposed to kill Cad Bane, wasn't there? So, yeah. It's so it's an unfinished episode. It's been, it's been out there. It's been, it, it was released. Um, I think it's Star Wars Celebration 5 or something like that. Filoni had a, you know, a, a, a panel talking about what his plans were. He released the episode. It's very rough, uncut. Um, oh. There's an argument whether or not that's canon or not. And on, well, I, I don't think it is yeah. canon until they make it canon. That, that's, that's the thing. You can't if you go to certain websites, canon, yeah. Or... If you go to certain Star Wars websites, they say it's canon. If you go to other websites, they say it's not canon. There's a, there's a back and forth debate on Twitter about th- those um, unpublished or unfinished uh, episodes. Filoni, you know, has kind of been coy about it, but he's coy always in anything Star Wars, you know, is Ahsoka alive? Maybe, maybe not. Was, you know, the Rebels, you know, ending right after, you know, Return of the Jedi? Maybe, maybe not, you know, type deal. So he always leaves that kind of door open where he could go back and say, oh yeah, that didn't really happen and type deal. Um, 
I will say this is that we've kind of already seen what will I would I would um, let me see how, how can I phrase this best way without um, the costume of Bosk. If we go back to season two of Mandalorian and we we see the lizard, um, you know, uh, lizard lady and stuff like that, and that yeah, the one of, with the kids that he's trying, to yeah, help. And, the, yep. and the costume makeup like that, something very similar to that we'll see um, with Boss. It's not going to be CGI made; it's more you know practical makeup and effects. I mean, that, that way, makes so. sense as long as it doesn't yeah. look like the thing at uh, the old William yeah, Shatner. I think Star Trek. Yeah, where, yeah. you know, and when, I wasn't yeah. thinking thinking like we were going to see reptile from oh, like, yeah. Mortal Kombat because just like Spider-Man when you think how a a human would move if it were spider-like and you look at how spiders do move on their webs how they prepare to leap from place to to place right they they incorporate that's what i meant even yeah. with oh, a yeah, person yeah, no, no. In a, yeah. yeah yeah no i get you yeah. i mean that, that can all be done by you know yeah. choreography and stunt exactly. performer yeah. at the end that, of the day it depends of... what they've got them doing because even well, the you know? frog lady how she moved it, in the one episode when she was running away from the yep. the spider creature I forgot the, the technical term for it but yeah you, you know the very, actress insisted yeah. on being on ground hopping right. even though they were go- going to use very realistic cgi and overlays and st- stuff you know yeah. very very aw- awesome yeah um uh and boss has a, and to going back to boss too his popularity is almost i would say almost right up there with boba fett i mean because he's you know has a, was, a, a i like a big follower <laughs> yeah uh, so if you go to empire strikes back there's a lot of people that you know was very intrigued in the other bounty hunters there's a lot of books you know with that have bosk in it comic books he's in the clone war so fans mm-hmm. of the clone wars got that battlefront 2 he's one of the strongest characters you can play as and i like the, i think it's almost like you had to put him in this show or you know you had to bring him in to to do kind of fan service you know yeah. it's it's gonna be you know kind of the the younger generation when Ahsoka first appeared on Mando, I think you're going to see the older generation when you see Bosk, you know, appear, you'll see that, you know, kind of get that, that, that goosebumps, you know, excitement going again and stuff, uh, you know, and, and see a lot of people enjoying that moment. Uh, yeah, I'm excited about it. What, what else we got, Cam? Well, before we get into the one we're probably going to spend most time talking about, there's a couple of things just hit today we could cover quickly that we haven't really had time to process yet. One of them is um, that Liam Neeson is going yeah. to recently just appear in Jimmy Kimmel. And um, he once again said that he's not been contacted to appear at all in the Obi-Wan Kenobi show, which he knows Ewan McGregor is there filming at the moment. It's kind of like, you know, that's always been his stance on it. Um, I suppose there was some fans, I hold my hands up and say I'm one of those fans who kind of always hoped that he was just being coy. Draw, like, even from even from his um, <laughs> kind of like his voice. I've, I've said it to you before. Ken, yeah. We've talked about it. I, and like I agree. To see a I scene with just his voice. Good. I don't think he needs to physically appear, be in costume. He doesn't need to appear as a voice ghost, but he can and explains why he doesn't. But I would like to hear his voice and have a conversation between them. If we don't get it, we don't get it. But I'll kind of always think, oh, I kind of wish they'd just put that in, you know, and that would have been a nice scene, you know. That makes sense to me anyway. Yeah. But what do you guys think? Do you think he's being coy and he could show up for a bit of ADR work or... 
as so, he's just not going to be in it. I he might. Oh, oh, so you go ahead, Kyle. Go for it. Oh, I, I, I was going to say, uh, one, I, I think Ewan himself would at least want to react via Zoom if if Neeson wasn't available to be on set. So they would have Neeson, if it was a voiceover thing, in the scene speaking to McGregor. I, I honestly believe that. I think that they both w- would want s- some sort of in- in interaction. Uh, however, that not ne- necessarily being possible because they don't want it to 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 come out until the end it is a very real possibility that even McGregor doesn't realize there's a scene that he's going to film in post where he'll do a zoom meeting and 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 then uh a ADR Neeson later I mean yeah it's possible you know? and McGregor's not saying just anything about it at mm-hmm. all so you know you might be fully aware hold, I mean hold on Neeson to hope, might be fully aware Cam <laughs> Um, so, yeah, I do have a little bit of hope, but yeah, you fire in, Mike. Yeah, so there's a couple things to, to go off of this that like kind of saddens me a little bit. So number one, um, we know like it's concrete. This is going to take 10 years post Return of the Jedi. Okay, mm-hmm. so <laughs> this is... Revenge of the Sith. I mean, I'm sorry, Revenge of the Sith, not Return of the... I'm sorry, Revenge of the Sith, sorry. Yeah. But, um, so 10 years Don't post... Don't put... The, the second be- best yeah. Star Wars movie. Don't ever put Revenge of the Sith before yeah. Return of the Jedi again. My fault. My fault. Okay, uh, so we got it 10 years post Revenge of the Sith. So we know that Obi-Wan, at the end of Revenge of the Sith, he, you know, Yoda sends him to go train to learn how to, uh, you know, be one with the Force and, and go get his training from Qui-Gon Jinn. Okay. Um, we, we, if you watch the Clone Wars, you know that that training that Yoda goes through um, to, to go and to live, you know, amongst the force, Qui-Gon is not in, you know, in physical form that he, the, the, but when he died, he was in the middle of, of that training. So you're going to get just the, the audio version of it. So um, I think that we're going to see if you do have a shot at Liam Neeson coming back as Qui-Gon Jinn, it's going to basically be you know audio only voice only um the Which other thing fine with, and, I, yeah. and i don't think they would have even needed to contact them now for like something that would basically could, take right. them 10 minutes to record one day exactly the other thing that kind of disturbs me is a little bit is that um if publicists and studios know like these kind of secrets are going to happen then when they go into interviews like someone like of jimmy kimmel they say, do not ask about this. There, you know, you guys kind of know from doing interviews that some publicists will say, okay, keep it on topic. Keep, we're, we're only talking about this film. Don't bring up anything Star yeah. Wars related and stuff or anything like that. So that there is none of this like, hey, are we or are we not, you know, um, being, you know, being coy about this and stuff. So could... Lucasfilm just kind of be waiting till near the end to say, Hey, you know, we have a, you know, a spot for you in this show. If you want to be a part of it or do you not, what I know and what from the people I've talked to is that Deborah Chow and the creative team behind Obi-Wan, they want this series to be kind of the, about Obi-Wan and Anakin. 
and, and Obi-Wan Darth Vader, right? Mm-hmm. If you bring Qui-Gon into it, there's kind of a, a I don't know, a distraction, I would say, or something like that. But the, the main focal point is you're, you're going to see, you know, Anakin slash Darth Vader's hatred towards Obi-Wan and going and finding him. It's basically, he is still bitter 10 years post in, uh, you know, losing to Obi-Wan, you know, because he was considered, the, you know, the strongest, most powerful Jedi, you know, and, and that, you know, he becomes Darth Vader and stuff. And, you know, Obi-Wan takes him down, you know. Um, and so you're going to see more or less the the vengeance, or, you know, the revenge that, you know, that Anakin, you know, slash Darth Vader is going to have towards Obi-Wan. You mean we're going to get to see stuff that we didn't get to it's see The greatest here? lightsaber. Greatest that, lightsaber about all time. That, 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 that so, something that will actually ma- matter. I, I don't know. No, Cam, what do you, what do you think? <laughs> I don't know. As long as it's not like what I'm seeing on screen right now, um, I'll be okay with it. Listen, just, you, you know, have start seen, a helicopter. okay, that was years ago. We, we, we're, we're past that, even though it's that still great. That was then. That, there's that was then. Promotional job yeah. for, that was then. That yeah. was then. So this is now. Let's, let's, let's talk for, for, for real, though. Ho, let's stick with this Obi-Wan thing and, and legitimacy, guys. They say the the rematch. Rematch. We know that Vader's suits are on there i mean are we prepared to see uh, what is it scene 38 on yeah on are we do you guys think we're gonna get get that like legit is that the climax of this show mike what do you think climax of the show i don't think so but pretty damn close to it okay Cam, you, you are we getting a, a, a suited up suited up Vader? Almost uh, I mean, what I've seen from I don't if, know if, if it was Mike, Clone Wars if, or Ahsoka. Shit gets broken. Me, then I'm not going to go against what he says. So mm. um, no, yeah. no, not not whether or not it would be the the, the climax. Just are 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 would are you excited to see something like that? Um. It depends how it's all done, you know. It depends how it's all done. Um, I think it's delicate that you know, there has to be a good reason for it, um, in my opinion. Um, and why Vader then kind of that search falls away after that, an explanation maybe of why for the next 10 years after that, you know. Vader's not hot on his tail again. I know they had the rebellion to worry about at that point. You know, that's kind of when the rebellion kicks off. That's when the stuff in Rebels all tends to happen is after that point. And we know as per Rebels that at that point, Obi-Wan's on Tatooine because he's there when Darth Maul shows up. Mm-hmm. Um, so as long as it makes sense, you know, um, for them to have some kind of concentration and then for Vader to kind of lose track of him in some ways and then be has the Emperor moves his focus onto other things which are more important at that time, you know, so that it makes sense that when Obi-Wan does show up again and you hope he's like, ah, oh, you're back, finally, you bastard. You know what I mean? Right. It's like that kind of I mean, element there... because it doesn't feel like they've seen each other three weeks ago. I know when we had our 10th battle three weeks ago, right. uh, you were a bit the learner. 
Yeah. You know what? You know what I mean? And it and they're playing with you know the words from a from a new hope where it could fit the last time they saw each other was Mustafar and then it could fit where it's it's sometimes sometime after but um uh I I just I I really hope that it ends up be, being done that it just doesn't add too much or or god god forbid take take too much from the um from the uh canon you know yeah, what i'm saying i get you on that yeah that's why i'm saying delicately you know yeah. it's, it's a delicate part of the process but at the same time if they get it right um and we get what we kind of want as a fan and then we don't, you know, because initially when we see something like that, we'll just get really excited about it and we'll love it at the time. But then, you know, three weeks, four weeks goes by. This is how this works. You so then start to look at it in the, the cold light of day and you go, actually, you know what I mean? That's, Phantom Menace. And I'm not sure Menace. if that was such a good idea anymore. And yeah. and and that's what I don't want to happen with, with Obi-Wan. I kind of am putting it on a bit of a pedestal. In terms so, of you know my expectations for it, um, which is maybe a bad thing. So think about it this way, though. Okay, let's let's look at some of the examples we got. And so when we see Obi Wan on Tatooine uh, in Rebels, right, and he goes up, goes up against Darth Maul. Mm-hmm. It's a, I don't know if you guys remember, but that episode when it was promoted it was like this was going to be the the final battle between obi-wan and and darth maul and for that week leading up i was expecting it to be like a 20 minute battle scene right and it ends up being 10 seconds you know and it's better that way though isn't it at first i was like i was in so much shock i was like wait a minute what just happened and i was like that's it and then i because this is a different battle from the one they had in the phantom because obi-wan has grown and maul has right Obi-Wan has learned to minimize and not waste, you know, his movements and he's learned from his mistakes. And now he, you know, we see him take those different positions from Qui-Gon's positions to his, his position in, um, and revenge of the Sith. And then finally, um, goes back into his traditional stance and takes out Maul in two strokes, right? This is, we're going to see an Obi-Wan that, you know, has, advanced so far you know to the obi-wan that you have up on that pedestal right yeah and so when we see him this is going to be a very different style like you're not going to get the revenge of the sith you know battle you know that we see going for 30 minutes on and on and on is that the you know by the time we get to obi-wan on tattooing at this point and he's you know if he's completed his training you know with qui-gon and stuff he's going to basically have a better understanding of himself of the force and so he's going to be more in tune with everything so that's where remember in in a new hope you know the point of him finding darth vader was not to defeat darth vader was to occupy him and get his frustration and and his anger pointed towards him so he wouldn't realize that luke han and leia are you know bolting out of there with r2d2 with the death star plans and stuff like that it was obviously although we as the audience don't know that at that point Obi-Wan knows that both these kids are literally just right yeah. there and <laughs> right. in extreme yep. danger. Yeah, and, and, he get, and he's to and, save them. You know? And while I love the scene 38 reimagined on YouTube, it doesn't, it, it's it's a great, you know, it's lightsaber battle and stuff like that, but it doesn't really capture that moment 
that Obi-Wan was literally play, just toying with, with Vader and Anakin. He, he has him. He knows that his, his anger and his frustration so focused on him, he has no clue whatsoever what's going on around him. And he allows his two kids, yeah, I mean, you know, toying. To, to walk away to basically fly away with han and, and chewing r2 and the death star plans are on there you know and, and stuff and he's just like and that's what he says if you strike me down i'll become more powerful than you ever know. and and he doesn't even listen vader doesn't listen to him he strikes him down because so. of course vader doesn't quite understand and you see him no. kicking the robes and everything like that he, he doesn't know what the hell why obi-wan just disappeared here Correct. you know i mean that's a part of something that obi-wan learned after you know yeah. vader's already well become vader and anakin's already become vader and something else that i've i've uh i've kind of found on reddit theories and stuff was that it could be possible right that the scene that we see Vader in in Rogue One on Mustafar coming out of the back to tank, you know, could that be a result of his last encounter with Obi-Wan? Could he be that hurt where he has to go back to Mustafar, get healed, and remember at that kind of moment in time, the Death Star is completed, we need to go, and then, you know, and you get the, the movement on there. That's the theory base. I, I that is I'm not sure the timeline works on that, though, you know, because we're, we're talking, right, Obi-Wan Kenobi's set 10, 10 years. years. Yeah. So that's right smack in the middle of Revenge of the Sith now, and A New Hope. Rogue could, One is set just before, right before A New Hope. So it that's 10 years. It could be to, a result where they're like, uh, after after whatever happens in Obi-Wan, they, they tell him, Lord Vader, you're going to need, you know, uh, 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 back to treatment every eight cycles mm-hmm. or something. Yep, you know, use exactly. some dates system so that way they can connect it. Maybe you know, and that's what keeps him from really going after Vader because, or I'm sorry, after Kenobi because, um, you know, something he would have to go away from, uh, a sh- you know, the ship for a longer period of time. Maybe right, exactly. Say, he has to stay I on Musafar for something. You know, um, and something know. that's kind of like been funny about like now that we're getting more and more of these stories that take place between Revenge of the Sith and New Hope, it's almost it's become comical now how bad Order 66 was because of how many Jedi, you know, actually escaped and Vader, you know, we see with his, you know, Inquisitors are chasing after. I mean, the, we see know, that, but did anyone really expect them just to get everyone except Obi-Wan yes. and Yoda at that point? He's, that didn't make much he sense said, either. He you know? said, he said, get, he said all of them. Yeah. No, wait, yeah, that was but episode, that doesn't that was mean that he one. can account 100% for... I'm just saying now, I mean, said, it's, it's kind of valid. Palpatine had made this plan for how many years and had or, had it all orchestrated to execute Order 66 and, you know, make sure that every Jedi yeah, was taken out. He already fucked hey. up, you know, because he fucked up because he left Obi-Wan and Yoda alive um, and it ultimately his fate plan turned in its own head because the kids of Anakin Skywalker come back to, to basically bite him in the bum. So, you know, he, you know, his plans are infallible. You know, as we as we've saw, the force we need to can, do we need to do a podcast about how mismanaged the empire really was, and how the emperor was like the worst <laughs> boss ever, worst CEO well, ever, and stuff like that. Because oh, there's man. so many things you will you will upset you will you you will upset a a sect of the e- EU fandom. Oh, that, I know, uh, I would. They're they're the ones that think the em- 
that Emperor Palpatine, everything, he all the super weapons were designed to to fight the Vong, and they think <laughs> Palpatine's like the hero of the. No, I'm not lying. Cameron. Oh, I know, I know, but. So, Just from a business management perspective, wow. he, you know, Palpatine could have taken some, you know, some courses on there on how to manage a company. Yeah, he, I horrible. I have taken some uh, business <laughs> management classes, Mike. And you know what? One of the th- things they teach you to do: don't be Palpatine. Don't be Palpatine and do outstanding ad reads for your sponsors, there like we go. Grow Generation, and we do them like this: Grow Generation, where the pros go to grow. Grow Generation is your one-stop shop for hydroponic grow supplies, product systems, and more. Grow Generation serves customers across the nation and carries a wide inventory of renowned cultivation brands. Go to www.growgeneration.com where the pros go to grow. Outstanding. Thank you guys very much for sponsoring the episodes. You know, Cam, I think from now on, whenever uh, uh, Shockey's on the the podcast i'm just gonna have that gif ready just yeah ready i know but <laughs> it make his time here as uncomfortable as possible you know it's not one of the best lightsabers battles of all time <laughs> you know what i you know it's also one of the best uh uh gifts there is this this one's uh re- really funny hold on let me get it and shot that one <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, from Robot Chicken. Yeah, he's he's doing the. Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, Cam. What, what so else let's move on because we've got a couple of things still to talk about. Let's do a quickie one first of all. Forrest Whitaker is going to be an Andor. We found Good. this out just today because it's not that surprising actually, but it's we not. haven't heard that about it. Um, but yeah, um, Stellan Skarsgård was on Swedish radio and he was talking about, I don't quite have the translation yet, so I'll be calling this for the site probably tomorrow. Um, but um, once we get a proper translation, basically someone who's Swedish says, yeah, he's talking about sort of geeking out over a really cool scene that he had with Forrest Whitaker. We don't know what character Skarsgård is playing. We don't have any idea on that. But, you know, it, it's that first information that we've had that Forrest Whitaker is in it. Wait, it's not that surprising, though, is it, to be honest, given that um, where things go in Rogue One, and this is before that, so kind of when Source still maybe slightly more legitimate and connected with the Rebellion as a whole at that point, you know, then there, there could be some crossover with what happens with Cassian, you know. I mean, you guys give your opinions on it and then we'll move on, but I don't find that that's surprising, but it's just cool. No, uh... I mean, we're not too far re- removed from their their ages of of filming to wear makeup and and you know some some time at a spa can't can't you know make sure that you're you're set for that because Whitaker's older and as you get older it's harder to look younger, <laughs> um, but uh, it makes it makes sense and it kind of leads back Cam to. Uh, the conversation you and I have ha- had, and I think even Mike and I, maybe it was all three of us, of what Andor c- could could be, which is uh, uh, the story of of him deciding to go down the the route that that he does, and maybe even following mm-hmm. some additional paths where we see things like the the splitting of of the rebellion, which is is funny because that that story element 
is actually an EU story element. When the re- when the rebellion was f- first formed, Mon Mothma, uh, of all of 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 uh, she's not Alderanian. What is she? Chandrillion, no. right? Right? I think think so. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, don't know. But anyways, she's not uh, Senator Garmbel Iblis from uh, Corilia and uh, Senator Organa from Alderaan uh, were the three key f- founders. The Bel Iblis, or Bel Iblis, however you want to pr- pronounce it, he kind of went the 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 rogue way. He he wanted to do do things one way. The others were said no, and it ca- caused the split. So to me, like the the Saul Guerrero ca- character, I'm okay with because he's Garm Bell Iblis to me. Me, uh, uh, just instead of um an Italian guy, I I heard in my in my mind it's uh Forrest Whitaker, <laughs> and um and uh uh you're you're right. I I expect it, and I, I'm 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 cool with it. I I still say to to this day. Whitaker has other films besides Last King of Scotland that deserved an Oscar. So I re- really, really, it, it, really, it can really also wish... be in some stinkers for time to time as well. Do you not feel with Forrest Whitaker? He's but, one of those actors that can pull off an Oscar winning performance, and then you watch yeah, him in another film, you think, that's kind of stinking the place up. I just really wish Smith had gotten it for Pursuit of Happiness that year. But, anyways, my, Mike mm-hmm. Whitaker. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not too much of a shocker. Um, you know, Saw Gerrera is a very popular character in the most, since Rogue One, Clone Wars era. So we were introduced to Saw Gerrera's character in the Clone Wars animated series. Um, and then, you know, live action in Rogue One. Then, you know, Rebels, um, Saw Gerrera appears in there. Um, was Jedi Fallen Order. We see Saw Gerrera bad batch so i mean you know he's he's kind of the you know the the first not necessarily leader i don't know kind of figure for the rebellion you know and and people because we saw in the the very first episode of the bad batch you know sagrer is kind of the 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 guy who is starts banding up you know fighters to to go up against the empire um and so does it shock me that he's an Andor? No, you know, um, we've, you know, that de-aging can, can work well, you know, um, but I mean, Forrest Whitaker, he, you know, he's not, he doesn't look that much older than when he first started acting. If you ask me, maybe a little bit heavier, you know, a little bit more grayer in the beard or something, but you shave, you know, his beard, you do a little hair paint and stuff, like that, you know, the hair dye, you're good, you know? So yeah, I think it's not a, a complete shocker. Uh, on that part if it was supposed to be a surprise oops you know but um, it's not that much a big surprise though but yeah. i think there will be a, i mean i i'm expecting to see jimmy smith show up in that that oh, show yeah. and I, I think, think it's already i think jimmy smith's already that. been confirmed for it has he um, yeah i don't know that i'm not seeing that so uh, there you go i, think, I know um, more than most of us in it i know that yeah. um was it Genevieve O'Reilly? um mm-hmm. she's in it i know that but i hadn't heard specifically about the old Jimmy Smiths. Anyway, it's got let's it. go on to the Chandrilla. Um, Chandrilla, yep. Yeah. You got it right. I oh, think well, I, well. I, I think I mispronounced. I think I said Chandrilla, but the Ch- Chandrilla. Drilla. Ha ha! Test my G, motherfuckers. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Right. He's got one thing right. I name right once <laughs> in how many episodes? No, 
Did he's you, like, so, that's it. That's it. No, hold on, hold on. Did you guys? I I don't know if either of you guys guys got to hear all of my my interview with with uh Mike Stackpole, um, who answered a question on that's Twitter a for me ago. yesterday yeah. that I had uh forgot to ask about um flight sims and like you know where he kind of because for those of you that don't know the the x-wing books designed how star wars uh uh works in in novels and it and basically it turns out that mike stackpole used x-wing and tie fighter the old the old pc games he used those for part of the combat mix, mixed with what he t- he told me during the interview with uh uh knowing um people that had served in the the air air force or the navy flying and 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 uh his his own research and in, in history and, and and the technology so he literally played <laughs> the computer game game so cam all of those those things you and I were talking about were were cool but but to the name thing I'm ra- wrapping it back ar- back around to to getting a name name thing right. Uh, uh, Tycho, uh, 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 Selchu, uh, as as it was, so someone had pronounced. Uh, someone had tried to say that it was pronounced Tycho, and and I was like, no, it's gotta gotta be Tycho, and and uh, he's a very important Rogue Squad Squadron member, and when Stackpole said I got that name right, like there was like a audible gap gasp when he says the name in in jammer call jammer who's listening on the bat back end because it's one of my my first interviews after my 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 head injury in the car accident and and it's with you know like a not idle uh and and um just in case i needed any assistance jammer's in the background he's like i he calls me out on on it but how many times have you learned from an author that that the the name that you you had no idea how to pronounce you just created it how often does the author confirm you were right I mean, it happens to me all the time man. <laughs> Fuck about. You. i mean I'm, I'm british we just pronounce stuff right oh shut to up begin with. Dude, you know there was... just read it and of course, it's Taiko. That'd be stupid for it to be Taicho. That people doesn't were make call- any people sense at all. If it was Taicho, it would be T I C H O E. That would be Taicho. And Sel- Selku or uh, uh, Kelchu. And, and that people well, have argued over that. So. But not, it would never be a hard K yeah. on the beginning, but it could be Ch in the but middle of that one. There, there, there were. Anyway. It's just one of the, those. T- times where you, you hear that you you get something right you <coughs> never because think of how many how many people did we know the first time we we read um the thron thron tri- trilogy right and you read joris uh Sibioth, as he's pronounced in the audio audio book mm-hmm. i used to say uh seaboth that, that, yep. that's mm-hmm. how i pronounced it you know 
no one around me had read the book for Listen, me to ask. You're, you're talking to the guy for years, for years used to get ridiculed because I would call it AT-AT and not AT-ATS. Oh, yeah. Everybody would criticize, it's not AT-AT, it's at at I'm like, no, it's AT-AT. Because you don't call it AT-ST for AT-ST. Uh-uh. You say AT-ST, no. right? Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. No, and then true. I forgot, I think it was a Kevin Smith interview or something like that. George Lucas was like, yeah, it's AT-AT. And then I was like, yes, finally for, you know, for years yeah i must admit i grew up calling it the at everybody because did. um everybody you know, called it the at but for me it was like yeah, i always why would you why would you call, call it the, the atst because the right. you just knew you knew it was right that it was an atat but it just sounded cool to say at so yeah because they also have anyway. the atmts i don't know if yeah that's, that's what like i didn't understand is why would you call every other model of the it the at whatever and then but the ATAT was at at i was like that doesn't make any sense whatsoever and i used to get ridiculed by my friends it's not ATAT, it's at at oh man and then that day lucas and still people refuse to acknowledge it and like nope it's still at at i think kevin smith still calls it the at at and stuff so like, yeah, yeah, I mean, sometimes these things just stick in your head. But head that's not what it is. Yeah, like, that's the key. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, let's go on to the kind of meaty stuff then. All right, so uh, Pedro Pascal and Ewan McGregor have been doing these kind of things for variety, where um, they're interviewing each other essentially about you know, and obviously, given that they both are going to star in it. Like upcoming Disney Plus, um, or have already, um, Disney Plus Star Wars shows that they're talking about Star Wars. So Pedro Pascal, you know, when asked about you know Mandalorian season three, says that the you know they have they haven't started filming it yet. Um, and he kind of he goes to see something, he goes ah no, I better not, and and you know, and it just kind of gets left at that. So you know, we have to cover that. But my, my initial reaction with, to that was, hmm, I wonder when that was recorded um, because there was no sort of date, timestamp on it to say when this interview actually took place. Um, but it must have been while the Obi-Wan filming was going on based on stuff that Ewan McGregor since came out and said, you know, he's talked about walking past Stormtroopers and stuff like that, which he never did in, in, in the prequels because they were clone troopers, of course. Um and probably all CGI as well. Um, so, you know, my initial reaction to that was that that didn't really jive with stuff I'd heard. Now, I didn't mean stuff like we there from our associated LRM or anything like that, but kind of my job is also to sift through all the various rumours and kind of judge what ones are absolute bullshit and which ones might have some semblance of, of truth to them. And I, I think I've got a pretty good feel for that. Um so I'd heard a couple of stuff that made me think that something had begun to do with the Mandalorian season three. Anyway, after I write the article, then Jordan Mason comes in and says, well, I've heard, you know, from my sources that they have been filming stuff for Mandalorian season three, but he also said some other stuff which I didn't quite understand. And without him giving us the context of it, you know, I wonder if there's, there's a reason why season three is not really season three or something like that. It didn't really make a lot of sense, but to be fair, that's because he didn't, didn't give us the information that we would need to, to make that make sense. Uh, so until he gives us more information, we can't really say for certain what he was talking about. Then uh, Corey over at KRT had said, well, you know, I've kind of heard that they yeah, have been filming some of Mandalorian season three as well. So then we speak to our source who, you know, without getting into too much detail, because they didn't 
you know, that it was basically a, you know, so has Mandalorian season three been filming some stuff? Yeah. That was it, you know, kind of thing. Um, so, you know, we, we all kind of covered that. And then after we covered that, Collider's done a report saying their sources from Disney have told them that actually Mandalorian season three is kind of delayed at the moment, if you like, although that word was never used, but that it, it wasn't going to film until late this year. And it would, you'd be looking at a sort of late 22 release date for that. Um, which, to be fair, we never ever made any comments about the release date for it because we didn't know it. Would have just been pure speculation. Um, and I think when something releases is, is a marketing decision more than the creative team, I feel like. So that kind of tells me that Collider sources are on the marketing side, maybe rather than the production side. I don't know, but that that kind of would make me think that because I'm thinking about other sources I've come across where they probably wouldn't be able to tell you exactly when something's going to hit, you know, because that's not their job to, to worry about that sort of stuff. Their job's to get the project finished. Um, so that kind of, it's all a little bit up in the air at the moment, but basically they're saying that no, it hasn't been filmed and it can't film because Obi-Wan's currently filming using that stage and using the volume in the LA. So book a Boba Fett rap, then it's Obi-Wan, then don't know what happens after that, you know, but they, they, they said Mandalorian could be later this year. But we have also heard that, you know, not from our source directly, but from other sources that um, that Ahsoka might be starting to film this year as well um, at one point. So it, it kind of leaves us with a bit of, a, I don't know if you like, a muddle here at the moment. So... I don't know where we want to start. Um, I, Mike, let's start. Or oh. Like, Kyle, you go first. What do you think about all this? Uh, look, I I think the Karanos situation threw a bigger wrench into things story-wise for Favreau and Filo- Filoni than Disney would like to admit. I I think, think some things for Mando 3 were potentially filmed because they were similar to other places, situations. So the, the real well, for stuff example, that they needed. Uh, if, a, a if, there was any, if there was any scenes that cross over with Boba Fett and what some, he's doing, it would like make that, sense that, to maybe shoot some of that while, while the stuff, Boba Fett shows were You know, yeah. So I think that is a, a legit thing that, yes, there are there are frames of footage that are intended explicitly for Mando three. Again, that's that's just me guessing. I'm not saying it's just kind of looking at th- things logically. And yeah. uh, I kind of agree with you, Cam, that it's more of a marketing c- containment thing and a uh, uh, than a than a creative thing and. God, how many how many reused resources exist these days thanks to the volume technology? Ta-da! <laughs> I mean, literally spool, spooling it up for uh uh some some outdoor shot of the 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 razor's crest. I know it was destroyed, but as a yeah, flashback or something yeah. is technically filming for the Mandalorian. So, so 
uh, that's my take, Mike. <laughs> All right. So, it, uh, there's a, there's a lot of gray in this, right? Okay. So, exactly. Is Mando shooting in the volume? Mando season three shooting in the volume right now? No. Okay. That we know because Kenobi's using the volume right now. And think of it like this. It's kind of like an, an office, right? Yep. The volume's an office. They have so many productions that want to use it. And so they basically, you, you, you schedule your time for it. Boom, boom, boom. But they're, not everything is shot in the volume. A lot of it is, but not everything. Okay. Um, so for example, Robert Rodriguez's episode of Mando in season two, when, you know, we see Boba yeah. Fett come out, that was all shot in a live action setting. Okay. Because mm-hmm. we, there was a, a leaked cell phone footage. A hiker was ha- just happened to be walking, you yeah. know, through the mountains. In and California. no one believed it. And, right. No it was all, everybody thought of it as fake and stuff. And, yeah. you know, JJ Abrams used a lot of on, like, you know, live set locations and stuff. Um, and what was it? A co- so in, there's the set in, you know, Pinewood Studios in, in England. Um, there's the, the set that's used in LA. So from talking to Corey um, and, and Noah, knowing what I know is that a, is the volume is, is, is Pedro Pascal filming season three of Mandalorian? No, but is a lot of extra stuff going on in production. Yes. Kenobi, you know, there, you know, has been going on for a long while, even though Ewan McGregor, you know, didn't start filming till what April, all the lead yeah. up to it was the production, you know, is all getting yeah. all the extra stuff going on. So to, to kind of say for, you know, for Collider to say, hey, it's not filming. It's not going to film till end of this year or whatever. Okay, yeah, with Pedro Pascal. I, could, I can yeah. see that. But exactly. you're, you can't contain an entire season of, of a Star Wars show of the caliber they're doing in, a, in that short crunch period of time and saying it's all in the volume. That's just, it's not true. It's not. Also, it, it, I mean, we know for a fact Pedro Pascal isn't actually that essential to no, filming yeah. on the Mandalorian yeah. because they had six episodes in the can of season one before he was even fully cast, signed right. up, you know. And a lot of that's done in ADR. Yes, yes. When he Brian takes his Edwards. helmet off, you need him. Yeah. yeah, but those scenes can be scheduled later on. You Correct. know, he doesn't have to be there in the suit every day to to film yeah. Mandalorian. He did do more and he wasn't there in the all the time one. in yes. season mm-hmm. two. He, d- he does wear it far more in season two, yeah. but he's not there all the time, you right. know, for every yeah. episode of season two either. Yeah, I think as with COVID restrictions having gone down so dramatically that the, you know, the the protocols in place and everything that are, are you know, have pretty much gone away you know more and more people are vaccinated so that you know that that in itself is going but that's something the collider article i mean not to you know to knock them down or anything but it didn't really say anything new we already knew a lot of this stuff we knew that it was going to be book of boba fett in december we got that Andor is you know is filming kenobi's filming so we know that we're going to get book of boba fett in december we're probably going to get Andor. I would assume being the next one. Now, when is that? To me, from what I've known and what I've talked to, you know, some of the people is that everything is is basically predicated on Star Wars Celebration, okay, which is in May. So we'll get Book of Boba Fett, which will be sometime in December, 
probably lead us into January. Then we're going to have a lull February, March, April, and then we'll have May 4th, which could be, you know, the premiere of Andor or something, or, or they wait till Star Wars Celebration, which is at the, you know, I think Memorial Day weekend now um, in Anaheim. That, what I heard from, you know, from people working, you know, the sources and stuff, is that they're, you know, Lucasfilm, you know, Reed Pop, the, the organizer of the, uh, of the event, they are cashing in as this is going to be the convention of conventions that's going to start it up and get back going, you know, things and that they're mm-hmm. going to have everyone there. There's going to be multiple panels that like, this is going to be, you know, there's as San big Diego as going it. Yeah. There's San Diego. But um, when Star Wars celebration came out for force awakens, you know, th- like that had one giant panel, like they want this to be, you you know are are you going to the kenobi panel or are you going to the andor panel are you going to you know the the mando panel and so the comics writer soka panel uh, like this is yeah, going to be yeah. four to five days fully loaded of straight star wars content and animated video games there. yeah and well that we will be there um and so that to me is the that's what's what everybody you know everyone should be looking for okay is that star wars celebration has always been i mean you know the only announcement i know of recently that was at san diego comic-con that was a big star wars announcement was the return of the clone wars for season seven that was i was in the panel room right next to it. i was covering a youtube you know show that you know original show that only lasted one season we're sitting in there and listening to the panel all of a sudden you hear this massive uproar and it's the you know the room next to us and everybody's what's going on and we get on our phones and we see Star Wars Clone Wars coming back and, and you know everybody's running out of there like screaming hollering that's the only Star Wars you know announcement um outside of celebration you know I, I was there in the one in Orlando when they did um uh Last Jedi the one before that was in uh was in England when they did Rogue One you know a lot of these things you know they they want a big announcements for so is Mando season three of going back to our, like in full, full on production? No, you know, we all know Pedro Pascal's in the, the show, the last of us that's, you know, shooting first. So like Cam said, do we really need Pedro Pascal for everything? No, you know, he, he do his shots later at the end of production yeah. if needed. Um, you know, but this is kind of, you know, it, everything's in full steam ahead so that there is enough content available for Star Wars celebration there's enough trailers. There's enough excitement there that gets everybody going. Because if you think about it, next year we have potentially, you know, so we'll have, if you want Book of Boba Fett rolling over in 2022, you'll have that. You'll have Andor, you'll have Kenobi. And then more than likely uh, season three of uh, Mandalorian at the end. Which, of which do you think comes first? Ahsoka season it. one or Mando season three? Oh. Uh, that's hard I, to guess, okay isn't it? that that now is it's a coin flip now because of what happened with gina carano because this i do know that you know from way back when when we broke it that rangers of the new republic was gina carano's show yep. she had a very yep. pivotal role to get that show going and you know being now that it's no you know not in production anymore it's not canceled not in production is that the story has to be kind of carved out now 
could that mean that there there has to be a change to Mando season three, introducing maybe Harrison Dula that way, or you know, or some other character to take on Range of the New Republic, or maybe they just say we're going to take it in a different direction now. Um, you know that. So you're, we could possibly see Ahsoka earlier yeah. um, than than Mando season three. I'll tell you the one thing I do expect to hear by celebration and that is the setting just the setting of rogues squadron oh yeah it comes out december 23 yep so celebration when do you think it'll start filming uh just a guess we don't have any information i mean they're we know they're probably in various priest stages they've probably got some storyboard we know there's some writing and stuff going on as far as we know there's not a finished script that doesn't mean you don't have to doesn't mean that you don't have things things going exactly so i i wouldn't be surprised like i said that there's some storyboards we know there's writing going on going on uh the set production designer uh, was hired, so you know that definitely there's drawings of of sets and war worlds and hangers and stuff that there's go- going to be. So that that to me means that they've got to at least have an idea of some characters yeah. and a setting for okay, uh, and, specifics. And to give you a little bit more detail, so um, Patty Jenkins, the director, she is in pre-production right now for Cleopatra. So that probably won't start filming mm-hmm. for a couple more months. She'll do that and then probably roll over into Rogue Squadron. So we're seeing, I would say, filming, you know, probably. Yeah, who's she making that for? Who's making Cleopatra? Like, who? Which Warner Brothers? Warner. Warner. Uh, hmm. Okay. And is this a big historical epic? You know, is that what yes. this is designed to be? Yeah, it's Gal Gadot's kind of... uh, Cleopatra. Yeah, I mean that's great casting. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but you know, oh is my, it going to be better oh my god, god, god. Mike, I, I, I hate to do this, but how oh ba- bad did it hurt your heart when people complained about um, uh, Gal Gadot being cast as Cleopatra? Because they they didn't understand where the house of Ptolemy came from, and that just because Cleopatra was Empress uh, or Queen Queen of e- Egypt, that doesn't mean that she was the same as prior pharaohs. I'm trying to be as PC as can, can be yeah. here, but she, but I was like, dude, do you know what Cleopatra t- Ptolemy? They're Mediterranean, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Cleopatra, we have a lot of, um, you know, imagery that, that shows us roughly what Cleopatra yeah. did look like. It's not, yeah. you know, photos or anything like that. Statues and, and drawings and Paramount. stuff like that. So, they, they look like it's Paramount, Medi- is it? Yeah, Paramount yeah. is, is uh, yeah, is the one. Paramount likes it. an epic every now and again. The, yeah. the house. Okay. The house of Ta- Ptolemy, like like a lot of a lot of people in and that that still exist, were were mixtures of those Euro- European, Central European, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Italian peninsula, you know, era area, and then Northern a- Africa and and e- Egypt, yeah. and then of course you get over into the Iberian Peninsula, and that's why you guys should be be checking out our new podcast. <laughs> 
Battle World podcast, uh, the 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 Battle World podcast. Uh, it's our world, our World War Four. We covered a World War Two two movie. We haven't got our... to Egypt yet. Yeah, yeah. What? I said we haven't got to Egypt yet. And no, but various we'll battles. We haven't got to the Roman conquest of Egypt yet. Got, got to get so Getting um, back to our Star Wars stuff. Patty yeah. Jenkins, she's fit, she's in pre-production right now for Cleopatra. So that will probably take the remainder of this year up. Then I would say first half of 2022, start roll into Rogue Squadron. Because remember, too, she's also directing uh, Wonder Woman 3. And so that, mm-hmm. that probably... Probably is is on it to keep it things relevant on a fast paced track as well. So, Patty Jenkins is is going to be a busy woman the next three years, three or four years. And I know Taika Waititi said that he hopes that the next film that he works on is going to be his Star Wars film. Yeah, um, yeah. He's got to finish Thor after yeah. he finishes Thor. All the post everything you know for Thor, but he does have some TV projects that he's got to go on in yeah, next. But he's kind of. So he's not 100% sure, but he thinks the next film that he works on after so, Love and Thunder to go and Star Wars. Yeah, to link this all back to Star Wars Celebration, if you think about it, right, the only things that will kind of be solid production-wise are the TV Disney Plus shows, right? Because yeah. if you think about it, Patty Jenkins wouldn't have started Star- Rogue Squadron, but at least we'll get maybe some, you know, some you know it's some concepts yeah like whatever Rise yeah something right that's what um, i'm expecting you may get that yeah you won't yeah uh you, you won't taika watiti will still be you know is, is you know is filming thor you know thunder and love and that won't be you know done or that he'll basically be finishing that up by the time uh celebration comes no around. no i don't think he'll and have done much of ryan johnson, by that point. yeah ryan johnson's trilogy that the you know that won't be he's still got to do knives out too mm-hmm. um stuff as so, he, yeah and he's doing knives at three as well yeah you know, so that's i mean his contract for netflix so it could be before after he's done both right of those so a lot of the big production the theater, theatrical production stuff we're not going to see any type of film for that or, or type of footage for that at Star Wars Celebration. So it's all based off of this celebration. It's all based off of Disney Plus yep. and what we're getting from there. You'll get some animated stuff, um, but the, the, the what gets people excited, what people sign up for is the live action. That's going to be yeah. Disney Plus stuff. So yeah, I think we're going to see if they hold off enough and or Kenobi, um, Mando season three, Ahsoka. There, and it kind of cra- crazy. Star Trek started in in TV and then went to movies. I know they always had their 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 foot in TV, but you know, really charged hard into movies. While Star Wars was like movies and eh, TV. Yeah, here's and now that's the industry isn't it yeah that's the industry's changing because you know there wasn't any money to be made um you know droids cartoon remember that that your money your money on tv was simply just the money that you got so the better ratings you had on a network the more adverts you could sell that that's where you get your money um whereas movies were box office so you know if your movie's popular enough you just make money directly to the studio um so that just worked it better for everybody but of course this new the new subscription world is different because this is people saying i will pay you seven ten bucks a month whatever the streaming service costs that you subscribe to 
and I will keep paying you that every month as long as you keep providing me with this content. And it's, yep. you know, that's money in the pocket and that's a very different different world we live in now, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, we, there was that rumoured Star Wars show, that the Underworld show that was supposed to be kind of mm-hmm. um, happening before Lucas had sold. <coughs> that wouldn't, I don't think that would have looked as good as what the current Disney Plus stuff looks like, no, you know, for example, no, um, because they and just couldn't do that with that kind of budget then. Just, just to wrap wrap it up on, on looks and what's capable on TV, oh my God, Loki. You want to talk about an amazing set <laughs> production and just beautiful. Beautiful usage of that that Bioshock Fallout Four. Well, I, all of all Fallout, but that fifties chic, uh, just mm, g- g- glo- glorious. But anyways, guys, it has been uh, a great, great. Like I said, like thir- thirty six hours. God no- knows what we've missed talking and yapping for for an hour and f- fifteen minutes with you. But we appreciate you guys guys t- tuning in as as always. Cam Shockey, thank you of course for for being here. Um, everyone, everyone, please make sure you check out lrmonline.com every day for all of all of your entertainment news, needs, and opinions. Uh, check out LRM's Genreverse Podcast Network. That's our U- YouTube channel. That's our our podcast network where you get all your podcasts. Uh, Spotify, Spotify, Google, SoundCloud's awesome because our uh, playlists are public, curated by show. Um, Subscribe, hit the bell, hit the notifications, subscribe. Did I mention subscribe? It's really <laughs> important that you subscribe. And then, of course, there's a bunch of social media information down at the bottom, Bottom, but I'll let everyone say their own uh, as we go go around. Shaki, what's going on with you and where can people fi- find you at? Um, just trying to keep up with all the, the Star Wars news and trying to get as much uh... – you know, content for you guys out there, checking with the sources and everything. Um, but you guys can follow me at, at LRM underscore exclusive on Twitter. That's where basically all our stories are posted and you can message us on, uh, you know, through there and I'll, you know, respond back. There you go. Cam. You know what I do. So, um, you know, if you go to LRMonline.com at any point, you know, and just pick on a random story, you know, half the time it's going to be one of mine. So, um, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, I, my focus is on, you know, whatever the news is. But, um, but um, you know, I definitely tend to focus on the big hitters like, you know, Marvel, Star Wars, DC, you know, the big sort of geek stuff, you know, fantasy that's going on. You can find me at LRM underscore Cam on Twitter. There you guys go. go. I'm fighting my 50-pound dog Dog here. I'm at that Kyle Malone on Twitter, at that one Kyle Malone on, on Instagram. Big podcast I wanted to talk about this week. Uh, uh, versal Reviews is t- talking um, uh, Fully Cooly FLCL on Saturday. So so definitely check that out. Thank you guys so much for li- listening this week. And uh, may, may the force be with you. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. 
Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.